Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at HoopheadsPod.com. the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, Lakerholics.com. And of course, everyone at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. All right. I love it when somebody else falls into one of Admiral Akbar's traps, which is what Sacramento did today, thinking it was going to be an easy game. They came into the game as far as on a pretty good streak. They've been playing much better as of late. And I was listening to the Sacramento feed. And I was hearing them talk and rave about how well De'Aaron Fox is playing, how he's one of the best point guards in the league, top five, doing great, doing awesome. He's taken that next step, fourth quarter points, dominating. Yes, yes, here, here. And I'm not going to disagree with any of that because he has played extremely well for the Sacramento Kings, but not today, which was a good thing because the Lakers made it very difficult for him to go ahead and generate any type of consistent offense. They did give a lot up to Harrison Barnes, but you know what? Not too many other players stepped up for the Sacramento Kings because the defense for the Lakers, like in every game, was there. And you know what? On the brighter side of that, they actually played some excellent offense. This is their best offensive game by far without LeBron and AD. And they truly, truly came together as a team Want to go ahead and give a big shout-out to Jay Jarns Asada. Gave us a heart right off the bat. Thank you so much for doing so. And the Lakers with a, a sensational game by all accounts. Their best game without LeBron and AD in the lineup as they destroyed the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, 115-94. And here today to talk about the game and the brilliant shooting performance, although as Laker Tom and I both will say, you know, you got to take it as it is because every once in a while, these are NBA players and they are they are going to get hot from three. But here today to talk about the game is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, you got to be excited about the performance today for Kyle Kuzma. Really stepped it up today. 30 points, 50, 50% plus from the three-point area. 
really good. Didn't like all the missed layups. I think that's something that they have to go ahead and work on as far as the concentration is concerned. But you can't find too many faults when you lead and you win by 21 points on the road without LeBron and AD. Yeah, it was a great it was a great game. I think that I'm going to just continue to jump on this team, complain about everything, ridicule them, talk about how they don't have a chance to win a championship this year. Because look what happened when I did that. Yes. <laughs> reverse you know, psychology, my friend. It's reverse, reverse psychology. psychology. It's it's yes. definitely happening. You know, as I said many times, despite what criticism I may write in my articles and talk about on the podcasts, when the game comes, I'm a Laker fan, and I'm still going to root for every single player out there to do well, uh, even the guy that I most want to trade or get cut. So it was great to see the the Lakers hit 15 to uh, uh, 17 to 33 from three point land, um, shooting almost 50 percent overall, destroying them on the rebounds. Still allowed a lot of points in the paint. We basically yeah. would have had a wash on the points in the paint, and man, the first half turnovers. I just you know they're just mind boggling. I mean, hey Lee, it, you know, but but this is this is the kind of win that we have to get. These are the teams that we can beat even without LeBron and AD. And it's important that we get those wins because, you know, it's still going to be a while while before we see our two superstars back in the lineup. And every win we get keeps us out of the play-in tournament at this point in time. So great game by the Lakers. Couldn't be happier. Uh, It was great to see Kenny hit four threes in the first half. Then he reverted back to his normal self, started missing everything. But uh, everybody contributed pretty well. Like Talon played a very steady, heady game. Markeith is is starting to look like the Markeith Morris, who who was a big star for us in the playoffs. So, you know, the role players stood up today. Uh, we basically saw next man up come out here and play a good game and, and a walk away, a runaway win. Uh, was exactly what this team needed at this point in time. We've got a big matchup on Sunday against the Crosstown Clippers. I'd love to see that hot shooting continue on Sunday and see what we can do. Jay Johnson said, uh, says the Lakers are back in the win column. Absolutely they are. I want to go ahead and make sure everybody goes ahead and gets an update on where the Lakers stand right now because do we expect over the long haul by the time LeBron and AD get to get back be where we're at? Probably not. Uh, Albert Tocaro, great to see you. Thanks for the heart as well. We truly appreciate it. But I want to give everybody a heads up where we are in the standings right now. We are in fourth place at 31 and 18, just a half game above the Denver Nuggets and a a half game behind the Los Angeles Clippers and only a game in front of the Portland Trailblazers. So I, I, I'm going to say it like this. And L. Rob is here too. And I'm hello from the Philippines. Como Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, Salamat, for listening to us all the way from the Philippines. But I want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows that the Lakers are right now, again, 31 and 18, just in fourth place. They're mired right there. I mean, at this point in time, I'm hoping they can hang on, but I'm expecting the Lakers to go ahead and, you know, do what they can, but with LeBron and AD, it's going to be tough. As long as they can stay in front of the Dallas Mavericks, that's what I think I'm rooting for right now. I think if that's the key right now, they're, they're still right now as we speak four games in front of the Dallas Mavericks. 
If they can stay in front of them, I think things will look, be looking okay because Laker Tom is concerned about them and the Lakers falling into the to the playing game. If they can stay in front of the Dallas Mavericks, I think things will be a lot better for us. But here today to also talk about the game and where the Lakers stand right now is a good man indeed. you got to catch his comments whenever you can go ahead and do so at Lakerholics.com. It is L. Rob and L. Rob, my friend, great to have you on here. Nice to see you. I don't see any of our other cohorts in crime here. That's a kind of a shame on them. I'm sure we'll go ahead and talk some smack, friendly smack to them when we can. But L. Rob, great to see you here. Your thoughts on an outstanding victory for the Los Angeles Lakers today. Great shooting. I mean, that shooting cures a lot of eels, and the Lakers yes. were lighting it up today, seeing KCP, Kuz. I mean, even when uh, Dennis pulled up uh, – after he hit a couple threes and came down early in the shot clock and let one fly from three, you know, you know things are going good because he already ever um, does that. So yeah, it was just—I mean, it was shooting really. It was the turnovers, the sloppy play that was still there, but when you shoot the ball like they did tonight, you can get away with that. So good win. Yeah. I think Sacramento probably came in, you know, knowing how bad the Lakers had been playing and figured that was a, you know, they had already chalked a, a W down in there you know on the ledger and uh once the lakers start letting it fly they couldn't regroup so good always yeah. fun beating sacramento i still like beating them yes always fun to beat them sorry about that luke we you know we know you're, you're struggling up there in sack town but jack rogers wanted to come in and throw in there the kings are the last team in defensive efficiency and it shows mm -hmm. It shows that they're not able to stop anyone. And when you're not able to go ahead and take care of the penetrations by THT, Kuzma was having a field day on them. And when it led to a whole bunch of open look three-pointers, and that's the thing, it was the three-pointers we were taking, Laker Tom, were under control. They were step into, they weren't rushed. And that leads to me to believe that, again, like Jack Rogers pointed out, the defense on the King side, you know, just like we saw when I don't want to say Luke was when he was here with the Lakers, the defense for the team, at least for that team, was not that good. You know, there's another stat that I saw the other day that um, sort of belies what you said there, Gerald, because the Lakers basically the threes that they have been missing have been open threes. <laughs> so it's so it's not necessarily that all of a sudden we played a team that gave us a lot of open threes. We've been we've been we've been bouncing open threes all season long. That's been our big problem. And what's even more frustrating is that we shoot the open threes worse when LeBron's not in the game. And, you know, part of that is the timing of, of getting that perfect pass and right in your shooting pocket, you know, so that you could just let it fly. Um, another is just the sense of confidence you get when you play on a team that's got LeBron James, because it's sort of like, it's sort of like taking a three late in the shot clock when you know you got to take it and, and the pressure the pressure is really off. Um, and and when you've got LeBron on your team, it's it's no different than going down to the gym on Saturday and and you pick sides and you got next and you happen to have the best player in the court standing right next to you when you go out there to play. Um, your shot is more confident. Everything goes well and uh, and you rain a lot of threes and and. Uh, for a change without LeBron and without AD, our guys went out there and and rained threes tonight, and and that, like Lee said, that was that was the difference of the game, you know. And there's nothing else that'll make you a cockier or a surer basketball team than seeing that ball go through the hoop over and over and over. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. One of the things I still, like like you were saying, El Rob, the turnovers, and you, Laker Tom, this has obviously been something you've you've pointed out on your previous broadcast, and that is, El Rob, the turnovers are still of concern for me. I know Caruso, according to, you know, J. John, Kuz, THT, Caruso. I understand Caruso, Caruso had some good moments, but still some frustrating moments for me. He's still passing the ball when he's got wide open layups. Nothing aggravates me more than that i cannot tell you how much okay you like that you like that key fast break (laughs) smile for 99 percent of the game the one percent is when they do stuff like that it just irritates me beyond all description but l rob i want to ask you this my friend you you know the turnovers are still kind of an issue but you've got to be satisfied the way that they go went ahead and passed the ball around layups Still got to go ahead and finish that concentration. THT, some missed bunnies that I thought he should have made. But again, overall, you got to be pleased with where the Lakers are at after a game like this. Absolutely. With uh, all the guys we're down, any win you take, you're satisfied with. Man, I mean, they play, they play spirited. So um, the turnovers, you don't mind the THT. Usually his turnovers is being aggressive. So those I don't mind as much as I mean Kuzma throwing a cross court pass that you know kind of going through three people <laughs> somehow they you know they got it back and I think he scored three on that possession or Caruso throwing a bounce pass you know two on one break it's like the you know stupid plays uh, but at any rate hey today we're not gonna harp on that we're gonna look at the positive so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I was very uh, enthused. They crashed the boards. I think we, we out-rebounded them by a significant figure. 25 rebounds. On the board. To 38, I think. Yeah, energy, and, uh, you know, they played with a lot of passion. So that's good. And, uh, you know, I guess, like Tom said, when your shots are going in, that fuels you to play um, a little harder and a little bit better. And so hopefully this is the beginning of a good shooting streak. We can use it coming up against the Clippers Sunday. Yeah, well, the Clippers like, are probably shaking in their boots right now. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, they had a poor performance, obviously, against Milwaukee. They've been very uneven of, as of late. So, they actually, they were kind of riding high for a while. But then, again, those just those uneven losses and, and wins, just you don't know where their heads are at half the time. It's kind of, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the Clippers, and I don't think anybody else does either because they're very hard to figure out. But I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to all the commenters right now that are on Facebook. Rebel Bond, he said, superb and amazing performance all around tonight for Kyle Kuzma. Something I'm going to ask you on in a second, L. L Tom. 
But defense, dunk, rebounds, assists, and crucial threes, and the Lakers win. Wow, Kuz mania. I was shouting Kuz. We were also shouting about his blonde hair. Do you like my blonde hair, LeBron? And I'm sure somewhere someone LeBron is probably saying, no, I don't like LeBron, the blonde hair. But it must work. He got 30 points. We'll get, you, know, you can stay blonde if you're going to play like that. But I will say this. Jay John has said the posterizing dunk that Caruso gave was the highlight of the game. Yes. Stop giving up those easy layups to pass them out. Please, man, please. And Felix, he said, good job, Lakers. Good job indeed. But salama to everyone out there watching it and listening to us out there. I know got some special love out there for the Philippines and for everybody now who's right now in lockdown because of the coronavirus. But Laker Tom Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, Kuz had an outstanding performance. This is the way we want him to play. It's the consistency that I always worry about, but today you got the best of Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, you know, it's it's a funny thing about Kuzma because in the year, first year, everybody looked at him and thought that he was maybe the better player than Lonzo Ball and, and Brandon Ingram. He definitely was the guy who exceeded expectations more than they did. And part of it is that he had that, he had that magic touch that basically, you know, he could go up for 20 in any any particular game. And and I wrote recently in Lakerholics.com that one of the problems this team has is that they really they really are LeBron and AD and a bunch of non-starters. Guys that would not be starting on any other basketball, or let's say at least half of them would have, they'd have trouble on ha- being starters on half of the NBA teams. And so when you... All, when you look at it that way and you take out LeBron and AD, you're rolling out there with five guys that wouldn't be starters on a lot of NBA teams. And so what you really need in those situations are you need you need the guys who are stars but are sacrificing and, and, and taking a role that's lesser than what they're capable of so that they can come out and, and become, become stars when, when the pressure's on and when they're needed. And Kuzma is a guy who is one of the few players on this team who has that ability that he could take over a game and dominate it scoring wise. He could be, you know, the Andre Iguodala or the, or the Robert Ori of, of this particular team in the right situation, but he hasn't been doing that. And a, and a good part of it was that he, he sort of focused himself on becoming a better, well, more well-rounded basketball player, doing the little things that would help the team. In other words, dedicating himself to the role. So it's it's encouraging to see that he still has a little bit of that charisma to be able to come out and and perform above his level when it's needed by the team. Um, I also appreciate the fact that he said he played like crap the last game. He, you know, in the second half of the last game, he said, I've got to play better if the Lakers are going to win. And he came out tonight and played better. And after a dismal performance the, the other day uh, in losing that game, it was great to see the entire Laker team come out with a little fire in their veins and 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 the kind of energy that you really want to see. Um, so, you know, it's good. You know, I'm going to just keep bashing the team, I think, at this point in time because it's working, you know. And uh, I, I ought to write tonight. Tonight, I, tonight I'm inspired to write about how the Clippers are going to wipe the floor with us tomorrow uh, on Sunday. And uh, we'll see if we'll see if there's a different Easter Bunny than the ones that everybody expects happening. We'll see. But it is, again, going to be an early game for those listening right. and watching out there, yeah. a 1230 game on Sunday. Just want to give everybody a heads up on that. 
And also want to make sure everybody has a happy and safe Easter holiday. Want to make sure that you can spend it with you and yours. And hopefully everybody will have an excellent holiday indeed. Want to go ahead and mention Albert saying, hello, sir, Lee Rob, and hello, sir, Tom. Hello, sir, Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much. Everybody wants to beat us. Yeah, I mean, when you're the champs, everyone's got to beat you. You know, everybody wants to beat you. You always get motivated. But again, it was tonight, I think there was a letdown on Sacramento's end. Their defense obviously cannot afford that because it's not very good in the first place, and the Lakers took advantage. But I know you saw, as I did, Wesley Matthews, L. Rob. He had he was coming into the game with a neck contusion and obviously just slid right into the post and may have aggravated that further. I've, I'm checking Twitter, and I know people see my head turn. I've been checking Twitter for any updates other than what Mike Trudell gave earlier in the game. It just looks like he may have re-extended it, but I've heard no more going into tests or MRIs, but I'm going to keep checking on that. But they, did, thoughts... they did x-rays and they were negative. So Okay, so they did x-rays and negative. Okay, but I want to hear your thoughts on Wesley Matthews. If he's out as well for an extended period of time, what that does to affect the team. Yeah, boy, Wesley's a tough defender. So you hate to see, you know, you hate to lose him, especially, I mean, when you think about a game like the Clippers, we could use him to eat up some minutes on um on you know on, on Paul George and and those guys but yeah. you know Wesley hasn't been playing that great so I think we could you know just be a few more minutes for THT and and other guys so unfortunately I don't think he will be missed that much but you know we still want to have every man available so I hope he gets he gets well soon but because he's been a very hot and cold player for the Lakers yes yeah more cold than hot but yes <laughs> yes this is true uh, my friend yeah, but, but he's uh, not afraid to shoot. Now, that's yeah, one thing yeah. I like about Wes. Since he's not yeah, afraid to defend him. He's not afraid to shoot. Over there, I wanted to send a shout out to them. And uh, when I think of uh, basketball in the Philippines, I always think of the legend of Billy Ray Bates. So, uh, you, you, you young Philippine fans, you probably need to ask somebody or research it. But uh, yes, I always remember the legend of Billy Ray Bates over there. Well, I'll tell you what, again, we've got much love from the Philippines, and the love goes right back at you from the Lakers fast break. Once again, the Lakers did win and did win big, 115 to 94. This is, Laker Tom, without a doubt, the biggest and best victory so far in the non LeBron AD time period. What can they do to sustain this momentum for Sunday and going forward? Even if it's not a, a win, okay, on against the Clippers, just having that effort, just having that continual performance if they have a if they lose a close game i would think that's almost as good as a win right there because again if you're if you're playing your heart out and you're you're playing on that defensive end like the way they have been you never know what may happen i don't know i i i think that uh people forget about those close wins and and uh all of the all of that kind of stuff i think what it comes down to it is they need to come out with the energy that they had tonight and they need to come out and shoot with confidence. You know, I mean, that's, that's really the whole name of the game. It's all about confidence and not being intimidated and not being, being able to be bullied and, and uh, just coming out. You're an NBA team. Any NBA team can beat any NBA team on a given night. Um, And uh, the other side of it is I think that, is this a home game for us or though this is a road game? So we're going to go into the Clippers or the Clippers yes. version of Staples. Yes. Um, it's always nice to beat the Clippers. It's nicer when we do it on their court even. So I'm looking forward to an opportunity to do it. 
I think that the Lakers should do it. I think they should be favored in this particular game. I, I don't think the Clippers have a chance at this point in time. You know, I'm going to put all of the pressure on the Lakers. They've got to go out there and, and just wipe the floor clean. Is they favored, by the way? Yeah, we should be favored. I mean, we're on a win streak. And oh, uh, what? <laughs> and the Clip, the Clippers, you know, I mean, there's the Lakers will win the game on Sunday. It's a guarantee. Just like Chuck would guarantee it. I'm going to guarantee it right this moment. Let's okay. put the pressure for, on the guys. For, and For, for yeah, you to follow in the footsteps of Charles Barkley and his prognostications, right. I don't yeah. know if that's best for your long-term Well, you know, I mean, listen, they have the best player in the world in Kawhi Leonard, uh, the second best player in the world in Paul George. You know, they just made a great trade. You know, they got all of these new talent here. Is Rondo going to play tomorrow? Boogie going to play tomorrow? I mean, the Lakers don't have a chance, which is it's a perfect it's a perfect Admiral Akbar situation. Yeah, he's giving that mindset, everyone. He's doing that, that reverse psychology. Don't listen to Laker Tom right there for you. But L. Rob, I want to go ahead and ask you this because Laker Tom is again using that that reverse psychology on there for you. What are you looking to see on Sunday against the Clippers? What can they do to match up? I'm not expecting much from guys like Rondo or Boogie, like what Laker Tom is saying. I don't see them seeing much action, but they will have most likely a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George. What can the Lakers do to continually match up well so that they find themselves in the fourth quarter in the game? Yeah, I think this is a game that Dennis could uh, could do some damage. You know, Kawhi and Paul George and those guys are tough defenders and um um, you know, Zubak is going to be a tough one for Casal. So, you know, maybe Dennis can get going. And he's actually a, um, probably a surprising stat that maybe a lot of people don't know. He's shooting 40% from three-point range on the road. So when you look at his home and road splits and shooting, he's about at 28% at home from three-point land. And tomorrow's a road game. So, hey, and today was a road game. He what three out of four. So maybe Dennis can be kind of now, find the irony in that, L. Rob, if he shoots well on Sunday at the Staples Center. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to cover up the banners every time that we play at Staples from now on. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, uh, maybe we can I'm, rent the Clippers floor, you know? Yeah. I'm looking for Dennis and THT. Uh, seems like, you know, he had that bust-out game in the preseason against the Clippers. Yeah. So he's played well against the Clippers. I'm looking for, you know, those guys. And Kuz has got to carry it. Um, he's been a He's um, kind of focused his game to do a little bit of everything this year to kind of fit in better. But um, hopefully with today's game, he realizes that he really just needs – we need him to score 20-plus points. He needs to be buckets. Yeah, he needs to get buckets. He needs to forget about, you know, some of the other stuff and go back to the old cools and start hunting shots and hunting buckets. So, Well, the only thing – Well, the only thing I say with Kuz, he was under control. If he stays under control, keeps his feet set, goes into his threes and with his motion where he steps into it instead of to the side or drifting yes, to the left or things like that. That's when you see Kuzma have the problems and he's just going to chuck up shots to chuck up shots. Again, like today, everything was on balance, on point when he did his spins. Everything was seemed under control, which is a key to his game, Al Rob. I agree. And he was attacking too. Don't just settle for the threes. You know, I mean, yeah. just because you're behind the line, you could, you know, give him a pump fake. Don't try to sidestep and, you know, you're not Tatum and shoot threes. You know, go to the basket and, and and you know, create contact. He was doing a good job of that today. So, 
he needs to um, definitely keep that same mindset moving forward, not just against the Clippers, but every game moving forward. And one last thing before we go ahead and work on, talk about what you guys are working on at Lakerholics.com, and that is L. Tom. I wanted to ask you this real quick, and that is, again, what we talked about earlier with the Lakers in the standings. I mean, there's, there's still – people have got to go ahead and, and, and you know be patient, give it time, because AD and LeBron are not coming back right away. They're still – several days off weeks off as still at this point unfortunately for lakers fans so we have to look realistically at the lakers being maybe five and five or seven and three in the next 10 possibly six and four something like that that's what i think would be the best case scenario for us and if that's the case that might not keep them in the fourth place position if you know because denver and also portland have been playing well and they're right on the heels of the lakers at this point in time but to me, Laker Tom, again, I want to focus in on the Dallas Mavericks, who won tonight at New York. They're the team I'm worried about the most because of the fact that they are four games behind the Lakers. But as long as the Lakers stay in front of them, when LeBron and AD get healthy, it just makes it so much easier for them to recoup their losses and get back in, you know, for at least a decent seed in the playoff chase. Well, you know, it's kind of a tricky situation because – We've got 23 games left. What's the over-under for the games that would have LeBron and AD back? Yeah. It's starting to look like, to me, last season, you know, where after after suspending the season, we came back and we had this little eight-game stretch to try to warm up for the playoffs. We're probably going to have an eight- or nine-game stretch with LeBron and AD warming up for the playoffs. Um, right now, if you, I, I never look at the win at the winning column, I always look at the loss column when I look at the standings. And right now there are four teams that are tied with us and we're either in fourth place or seventh place. It's fourth place or sixth place. The three, four, five, and six teams yes. all have 18 losses. Yes. So we could be as high as third or as low as sixth. Um, we're three games ahead in the loss column from the uh, Mavericks. So I'm not too worried about it. If the biggest worry I had was that the team would fall apart and would not be able to come out and win the winnable games. There is a chance that we could beat the Clippers. Um, to do that, we're going to have to do two things. We're going to have to hit our threes and take care of the ball. It's yeah. that simple. If we can do those two things, we'll have a chance in that game because even in the, in the, six, in the games that we've played since we don't have LeBron and AD, or let's say without LeBron, we still had the number four defense in the league. We had yeah. the 29th, which is the second worst offense in the league, but we were still number four, which is pretty respectable when you consider yeah. the problems that we have in rim protection at this point in time. So it's not an out of the question that the Lakers can beat the Clippers. The Clippers obviously are going to be heavily favored, but you know there's always the Admiral Akbar factor <laughs> put in there. And, and there's a simple fact that, uh, like Lee said, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Dennis is going to have a great game. He needs to do more than five turnovers, you know, and, and Gasol's five turnovers were just really of the boneheaded types of just passes that you make at angles that you know are just going to be intercepted. Caruso and, had a couple like that as well. Oh, you know, Alex is shooting like 25% from the field. I mean, he made two threes today, but any shot in the playoffs last year. I mean, I saw somebody come back after it was pointed out that he's been shooting since February 1st 
under 30% from the field, not from three, from the field. And the retort from the, the, the bench goat people basically was as well. And in the playoffs last year, he shot under 25% from the field. Said, well, great. You know, I mean, tell me, tell me then that the plus minus is because you're doing well and it's not because four other guys are carrying you. Alex has been a big disappointment at this point in time. I'm almost embarrassed when he has the uh, the commercials that he's got going for the uh, Razor Company. But at any rate, he needs to play an awful lot better on defense and on offense. Because on defense, he was getting eaten up all night long. But, you know, we'll have a chance. We'll have a chance on Sunday, and we'll see what happens. After I write a couple of bashing articles this weekend, we'll have a chance. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. It is going to be Sunday afternoon here in the U.S. against the Clippers Easter Sunday Albert says Montrez versus the Clippers. I say it's motivation for Trez. I know Jay Johnson said it. Say it may happen. Clippers going to choke tomorrow. He, the Beast Herald will take care of it. Let's go, Lakers. He is the eternal optimist. <laughs> want to give all J- the respect in the world to Jay John and also Albert out there and to everybody who's commented and watching us. Also want to give a thank you to Jack Manuel for the thumbs up and Felix, Albert, and Jay John for the hearts. But, L. Rob, I want to ask you this, and this is kind of a trick question. Because you already know the answer when I ask you this. And that is, who is the, the more powerful duel right now as far as out of the lineup? Because of the fact that who, which team is being more affected? The Lakers with LeBron and AD out of the lineup. And they obviously you see how well they played today. Or Stephen Curry and Draymond Green, who were out of the lineup for the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors and lost by 53 to Toronto. Yeah, when I seen, I looked at the score at one point, and they were down like by sixty-one. Yeah, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I had to do a double. I had to check because Draymond's on my fantasy team, and I need his assist. So I was like, "Ah, come on, Draymond." Uh, That's okay. It just helps me. It helps my team more. It helps my team more. But yeah, the uh, you know Golden State's a proud franchise, and they're trying to you know they they need to make the playoffs. They got to get those guys in there. Um, Obviously, the answer is um, well. I mean, the Lakers have better players if you take out those two guys than 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 Golden State does. So I think I mean I think the Lakers are a much better team without LeBron and AD than Golden State are without Draymond and and Steph. So um, what? Well, let me ask you this, L. Rob, before I hit it back to L. Laker time. Two rosters full of guys that couldn't start on half the teams in the NBA. Well, yeah, that's other that's than very, the superstars. Yeah, that's very apparent right there. Although, you know, Wiseman to me still, I think, has got a bright future in this league. Yes, I agree. But I want to ask you this: when it comes down to the Lakers and LeBron and AD, what Laker Tom is saying, he thinks that they will not come back until with seven or eight games left. I'm hoping that they will come back sooner than that, but I'm not even thinking myself that they'll be back until there's about 10 games left. I think 10 to me is kind of that number that I see as far as it's concerned where 
one or both may materialize back into the lineup. What do you see as far as the healing process for them? Do you see them coming back sooner than that? Or do you see them come back, coming back actually right around what Laker Tom has them with around, around seven, eight, nine games left? So looking at the schedule in May, we have a total of two, four, six, eight. And there's nine games in May. So I think they'll come back. I think AD will definitely play in April. Um, I would love to see him. We want to stay ahead of Dallas, right? That's the team. We got yes. to back to back with Dallas, um, like in uh, April 22nd and 24th. I would love to see AD slide into maybe that last game, which will probably give him about 12 games back. So I think AD will come back a, a little bit before LeBron. But I think I'm, I'm agreeing with LT on, uh, on, on LeBron, probably going to be about eight or nine games. But I think AD will be back a little bit sooner. Do you think that they'll still be in front of the mass by the time one or both of those guys get back in the lineup? Man, we got a rough slate coming up, but yes, because as the Lakers can go, let's say that the next ten games, even if the even if the Lakers only win three of those, three or four of those, I mean Dallas has got to go. You know, they got to win about eight to to tie us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not going to play at that clip. So yeah, I think the Lakers will still be maybe a game a game ahead of them, something like that. Okay, that's what I'm thinking as well. Uh, Laker Tom, do you disagree with that? I, usually you will disagree on the higher side. So I want to hear well, the difficult that. The difficult part is the type of injuries that these guys have got because yeah. they're, they're the kind of injuries that you don't – you can't really predict the high ankle sprain and, and the calf, calf injury that AD has, the high ankle sprain that LeBron has. Those are the type of injuries where – the guy, you don't know when they're ready until they're ready. You know, it's not it's not like you can – some guys will come back in three weeks. Some guys will come back in 12 weeks. I do think that there's a need for them to, to have a few games in the regular season before the playoffs. So, you know, and, and we've got nine games in May um, before May 22nd. Um, so I, I, I think the target would be to try to get them both back together at, at that point in time. Um, I think Lee's probably right that AD is closer because at least they've, they've got him doing on-court activities, whereas LeBron's not doing any on-court activities. And, you know, they've also got Drummond, who, you know, is uh, there's another big question. Will, will Andre be available to play on Sunday? It's a lot easier game playing against... Uh, I think Ibaka and uh, and Zubak than it is playing against Lopez, as 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 he obviously found out by getting his foot crushed. Lopez and, and Giannis, that, that's a tougher matchup. So it'd be good if Andre was available to play some. Uh, I'm thinking he will be out. I have a feeling he will not be in. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I heard it was more like a two-game three game out well you know every time the lakers and it's kind of a funny there's there's kind of a funny dynamic going on when the lakers play the clippers and part of it has been the sort of load management gig that the clippers have been pulling off and and it it's always that sort of thing like it reminds me of these college coaches who will when they're playing a conference game will will basically have some guys injured the first time they go around in the conference so that they can come back the second time we're in the playoffs and surprise them, you know, and not, you know, it's like, I don't want to go against the best, you know, if, if, if it's fine, if I've got injuries, because you know, that that'll just give them, make them overconfident when we meet them in the playoffs. 
So, you know, uh, and the Clippers, the Clippers, you know, I, I can't see the Clippers really falling into the Admiral Akbar thing because they've got to be, you know, they're, they're, they're angry about the Lakers. Uh, they think that they're a better team and they think that they've been maligned and they're liable to come out and, and, and want to just, you know, kick the champ when they're down. So we'll see what happens. Um, there's a lot of reverse psychology that's going to go on in that particular game. And, uh, but I think that, you know, the Lakers, the best scenario for the Lakers is for sure to hang on and get that sixth spot. You don't want to be seventh and eighth and be playing a major league baseball type of situation where a hot, a couple of hot games by a couple of teams and a couple of bad games from your superstars. Uh, the worst situation that we could have happen would be LeBron and AD don't really get much time and before the playoffs start and we fall into the fall into the play-in tournament where all of a sudden you're, let's say we finish number eight, we're playing against the number seventh team to get in and let's say we lose a close game. Then you're playing against the winner of the ninth and 10th game to either go home or get in the playoffs in the eighth spot. Ooh. And that becomes scary. Uh, well, yeah, it'll be seven and 10 versus eight and nine. And then if that's the case, I thought, correct? No, it's seven and eight, seven and eight play for seventh. And the loser plays the winner of nine and 10 for eighth. Wow, that's just crazy. Could be made so much simpler. But all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But well, again, at least they don't start a man on second base in the 10th in the 10th inning. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started with that. But then again, this is, comes from the league that doesn't even allow for DHs in the National League. Right. Again because they gave it that up. All right. Well, again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and appreciate everyone out there checking us out on Facebook at Laker Tom on Twitter at Lakers fast break on Twitter. And L Rob is there as well. But before we end on out, L Rob, I want to hit you up with this, your thoughts on the week ahead for the Los Angeles Lakers. Clippers going to be a tough one. Uh, Toronto on the road. That's going to be a week. That's one we should be able to get if we if we bring it. They got, some in Tampa. <laughs> uh, they yeah. got some guys down. Miami's going to want revenge on us, so that one's going to be tough. Brooklyn, we'll shudder to think about that one. I'm sure all their guys will be suited up, or at least Harden will be playing there. The Knicks can be beaten. Charlotte can be beaten. So, I mean, it's not this, you know. We could win three well, of the next six. Next I five think. games. The next five games, we got some some you know some some winnable games on the road. Three of but them. Everybody's looking, but everybody we playing is looking at us like we can beat them. So yeah, you know that's the that's the downside. These teams uh, that normally are looking at us like looking at a, at an AR, looking at us with some confidence now. So. Well, you saw what happened today, though. It could be an overconfidence because I know Sacktown was looking at us like that and see what happened there. So hopefully that'll happen at least two or three more times in the next week. Love to see that overconfidence from those teams if that can possibly be the case. But Laker Tom, I really appreciate both you and L. Rob stopping by. And again, the hundreds of people that have watched the show today, I cannot thank you enough for all the love that you go ahead and provide us and the great comments and all that. Again, please, I hope everyone has a safe, and happy Easter holiday. But before we get on out, what articles did you say were you were working on for Lakerholics.com? I always got a few in the in the chamber. Oh yeah, you do. I'm working on an article today that is the three trades that the Lakers should have made before the trade deadline and why they should revisit them in the summer. So that'll be 
trade articles always have the best ratings. It's, yes, they do. I mean, it's sad to say, but but it's the reality. I mean, whether it's on Medium or whether it's uh, at Lakerholics.com, uh, those are always the big winners. I think that it's uh, it's kind of interesting because the next the next six games will tell us a lot about the Lakers because they play six games where three of them are very, very difficult games for us to beat. You know, I mean, the Nets, the Clippers, you know, you, those are some hard tasks to win. But the other games, and, and here's what I think is the difference. When we came out against the Bucks, and you're starting five guys who really aren't starter quality NBA players, and they know they're going up against a superstar. Those are games where it's hard to be, it's hard to come out for those guys and play confidently. But when you're coming out against the Sacramento Kings or let's say the Raptors on a on a bad thing or you know or the Hornets or a team like that, those are the those are the games where guys shots they're like taking three-point shots at the buzzer, you know, because the pressure's off. The pressure's off because you know you're not facing a real superstar. You're you're placing guys that you can beat, you know, and therefore you play with a lot more confidence and you play a lot looser. And I think we saw that tonight. I think that was a big factor of why we played so well against the Kings, because we knew that they don't have anybody on that lineup that we really should fear. Not the way that we would fear Giannis or you'd fear Kawhi. Or you'd you know or you'd fear one of those superstars that you know can single-handedly just totally dominate a game. So we've got three we've got three games against teams like that, and three games against really teams that should just kick the snot out of us. So let's see what happens over the next six games. It'll give us a good idea of whether or not we can hang on and not be be a playoff team rather than a play-in team. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Guys, again, it's been great having you on the show today. Once again, check out our show and all the other great shows that are available right now on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. That's hoopheadspod.com. Always check out our show wherever you get your podcasts just by typing in the words Lakers Fast Break. Of course, check out all the great articles from Jamie Sweet with Five Great Things, Sean Grice, our man behind Lakers history and all the NBA history that he knows so well. You can check out what he's doing and, of course, what Laker Tom is doing and all the great comments that L. Rob provides at LakerHolics.com and Laker Tom's great article site as well, Medium.com. But before we head on out, L. Rob, any last comments before we head on to a great Easter weekend, hopefully for everyone out there as well? Looking forward to the next Lakers game. I'll give a little shout-out to to Casal. We've been on him pretty tough, but he did have six assists tonight, nine rebounds. And nine rebounds. Nine rebounds. Yeah, so he, I mean, he contributed. If he can if he can give us that type of effort, that will bowl well for us. So looking forward to seeing the team, you know, try to continue to um, bond together without uh, AD and LeBron and see if they could, uh, like LT said, even if they don't win these games, if they are very competitive when they're playing uh, upper echelon teams and then go ahead and take care of business on the teams they can beat. Should be fun. Happy Easter to everyone. Happy Easter to you guys as well. Laker Tom, any last thoughts on the way out? And again, um, happy Easter both to both you, L. Rob, and to you, Laker Tom. Hats off to Lee for staying up late and, and all of yes. the people watching our show that are loyal Laker fans that are in different time zones. Man, I know how tough that is, and so thank you very much. Looking forward to uh, 
UCLA Bruins tomorrow, pulling off one of the biggest miracles of the year. Go Bruins. And of course, L. Rob and I with Michigan State uh, for him and USC for me are on the outside looking in. And yeah, uh, though that Gonzaga freight train, they blew away USC in that first half. They might do the same for UCLA. I mean, once it starts going downhill. The three J's are going to have the games. The games of the Marsh Madness. All right. We'll wait and see, my friend. I don't know. I don't know. Gonzaga. We'll take. Yeah. Gonzaga looks pretty dark. 12 12 is the number we're looking for. The 12th UCLA National Championship. Yeah, 12 is the number that you guys might be down in the first half by in the first five minutes. But let's go. We've been down by more than that and have come back. Not to not to Gonzaga, that's for sure. Gonzaga's a freight train. Did you see how they play? They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else, man. Oh, well-coached team, well-coached players. I, they, they look incredible that, right now. That's but. UCLA, well-coached team, well-coached players. We'll they, force team, they force players to shoot over them. Okay, you gotta, we'll, we'll you see. you got to shoot over them. You're not going to get any easy layups, easy dunks, and so forth. You we'll have to see. shoot over them. We'll see. I don't know. Gonzaga looks pretty good. But again... It is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone being a part of today's program. Once again, the final score was the Lakers 115-94 on the road at Sacramento. Their best performance without LeBron and AD. We will be back Sunday afternoon. That's right. We're going to spend Easter with you because we love you and we wish everybody out there so much happiness this Easter. Again, we will be part of your Easter afternoon coming up after the game dropped another episode of the pop culture cosmos if you're interested in godzilla versus kong in that matchup i saw it i reviewed it so i share that on the latest pop culture cosmos wherever you get your podcast but again it is 115 to 94 the lakers do win over the sacramento kings and looking forward to seeing everyone out there and everyone that just gave us so many thank yous thumbs ups hearts jason jack manuel Felix, Albert, J. John, you guys are incredible. Everyone out there, we truly appreciate you watching and listening. But we will see you on Easter Sunday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.